watch this. Sorry this episode took so long to get out, but the fact that we're doing Tim Burton's Big Fish is certainly worth the wait. With me, I have Andrew. Wow, that's a mad big fish. And Riley. Hello there. General Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, he's in that movie. Ewan McGregor? Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, Big Fish was released, uh, it premiered on December 4th, 2003 at the Hammerstein Ballroom in Manhattan. It went into limited release on December 10th, 2003 and went into wide release on January 9th, 2004. It was directed by Tim Burton, written by John August, based on the book Big Fish, a novel of mythic proportions by Daniel Wallace. And as I said, it stars Ewan McGregor and it also stars Albert Finney, Billy Crudup, Jessica Lange, Helena Bonham Carter... Alison Lohman, Robert Guillaume, Marion Cotillard, Steve Buscemi, Danny DeVito, Deep Roy, and Loudon Wainwright III. In this movie, a frustrated son tries to distinguish fact from fiction in his dying father's life. I'm going to read the critics' consensus. A charming father and son tale filled with typical Tim Burton flourishes. As always, if you want to watch along with us, then you can go over to Just Watch to find out where you can buy, rent, or stream the movie in your area. This time, you'll need to have the movie paused at the 000 timestamp, or before the Columbia logo appears. And when I give the countdown and say now, then press play and you should be synced with us. Alright, what do you think of us doing Big Fish? Miley Cyrus is in this movie? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Wow! You're, you're looking Miley at Miley Cyrus is in this movie! Yeah, she was like I, yeah, I a little kid. I, I remember I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, nice first impression there. Yep. I also and think I it's hear, a little. I've known about like the. I know the musical. I know. I I have a good like feeling about. The, I know like what there's the musical. A, about. There's a Tim Burton big. There's a Big Fish musical. Yeah. There's been a Big Fish musical. I've only heard one song from that show, and uh, it was in um. It, it, like it was in this thing that uh, some of my friends were in, and it was it was this little review called "Revolting Children." It was like youth performers singing songs, and they sang the, one of the songs they sang as a group was the song from Big Fish. I, I don't remember what it was called now. And at the very end, they sang uh, the "Thank You for Coming to the Show" song from the producers. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like doing this movie is a bit topical now since the, the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson is coming out and Tim Burton did direct the probably one of the most famous Batman movies along with uh, Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight. Ah, good. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to... I was actually thinking about Batman today because um, Little Caesars has been doing this promotion where like they each, oh each week... They, yeah, they give each week they do a little riddle, and uh, and let me just say my my time reading riddles in grade school has paid off because <laughs> answering each riddle correctly gets you ten bonus entries into the contest. Dang! Oh, I saw like I don't. Hmm. As Andrew, what do you win? Uh, um, like um, well, well. Well, you can win like a. Well, you can win tickets to the movie. You can win replica props. You can win a bunch. You can win a couple of things. 
fun. You know, I, I don't know if this is real or not, but I saw like a, a poster of Little Caesars and the the pizza on there was like green, green cheese and purple pepperoni. And I was like, is this is this pizza freaking radioactive? Um, is this it's, whole pizza? Yeah, it's a... It's like it's definitely photoshopped. It's it's definitely doctored. I can tell from the pixels and from having seen quite a few shops in my time. I. But Next why? on the menu from Little Caesars, licorice pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they just put they just put a pile of pizza on an old Bob Dylan record and force you to eat it all. <laughs> yeah, speaking of licorice pizza, I watched that movie and it was so good. My... Are you saying it's good because of John C. Riley, or you no, gen- no, you generally it's, think no, it's good? No, it, it is. It, it's very good. It's like it's it's such. It looks it looks nice and it feels great. Uh, all right. I, anyway, I, I ought to check it out because I may be a film kid, but I am uncultured. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, we want to start the movie now. No, I want to keep talking with you guys. It's fun. No, uh, we gotta start the movie. Um, it, it's the rule. Yeah. All right, three, two, one, now. From the studio that brought you the emoji movie. <laughs> that doesn't look like a big fish. I love the way the Oh logo god, we're did. flying into the sun. <laughs> I love how the I love how the logo reverses itself to lead into the movie. That that that, that kind of thing doesn't happen often. Columbia Pictures presents. Oh. Little fish. <laughs> Big fish too. Little fish. <laughs> there actually is a movie called Little Fish. Oh my god, it's the oh my god, it's the big fish. It's <laughs> the little fish, big fish. Yeah, I whenever I think usually sometimes when I think about this movie, I uh, think like what I used to be a reader at this magazine. Is it was a kids magazine and they had like this little um figure out what this movie they had like a page of figure out what this movie is from like the way it's spelled out, and one of them was just the word fish in emblazoned font, so that represents big fish. Where do I know Albert Finney from? Um, uh, he was in one of the Scrooge. He was he was in one of the Christmas Carol adaptations. Uh, Let me search up his letterbox. I'll I'll tell you. Oh, I, I remember he was in Aaron Brokovich with Julia Roberts. Ah, that's where I know him from. I don't. I've never seen Aaron Brokovich, so. It's a, Julia Roberts won an Oscar for that. Yeah, <laughs> over Ellen Burstyn oh, giving oh. her career best performance. Oh, oh, here's one. He was Daddy Warbucks and Annie. Oh, ah, like the 1982 okay. one. Yep. How? <laughs> the more you Did know. Oh wait! Didn't the Annie like film adaption? Didn't they got nominated for Worst Picture at the Razzies? What? Uh, yeah, the Annie film adaption. It was nominated for Worst Picture at the Oscars. At the worst, at the Razzies, you slip of the tongue. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they do the same thing for like the the freaking the Shining with Shelley Duvall? Yeah, that. Yeah. W- 
that was a that was a strange gamble because um, well, I couldn't really. Well, that was a miscalculation because, like, The Shining is now in the National Film Registry. <laughs> Remember when the Emoji Movie won Worst Picture? Yeah. I mean, I I never saw it, but I I I. It sounds like a thing that happened. It actually happened. Look up the Emoji Movie in the Razzies. Remember, wait, remember when uh, Howie Berry, like, won Worst Actress for Catwoman, and then, like, the next day she won uh, Oscar for Best Actress or something? No, that, that was, was Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Now, uh, oh. Halle Berry, uh, she won an Oscar for Monsters Ball, then a couple years later she won the Razzie for Catwoman, and then she went to accept the award with her Oscar in tow, gave the weepy <laughs> acceptance speech... We stand. It was like she was like recreating her Oscar speech, where she was like, "I can't believe I won a Razzie." <laughs> uh, and and I I feel like the fact that she knew how, how much of a stinker that movie was that she was enthusiastic for getting it. I feel it's like she, she knew actually, she. Like, was, she actually said this, and I quote: "Thank you, Warner Brothers, for putting me in a piece of shit god awful movie." <laughs> She knew. She yeah. is. Uh, I am now interested in whatever she does now. Um, like, um, uh, when you know, um, when I heard that Halle Halle Bailey was in the Little Mermaid remake, I kept confusing her with I, Halle Berry. I kept confusing her with Halle Berry too. Ah, strange minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and... it's not a Tim Burton movie unless the music's by Danny Elfman. Yep. <laughs> Danny Elfman, the guy who did stuff like Batman, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and my personal favorite, I love little girls, they make me feel so... <laughs> I know that song from, like, a CS-188 video about, like, pooping the charts with the 80s edition. <laughs> <laughs> there was a um speaking of Sandra Bullock's Razzie win, I actually showed the acceptance speech to uh because like we have these like roles in AP Lang and it, like this is my AP English class and we were talking and like we have like these roles that we do like every day for like the actual instruction starts where like so like one of us is like the comedian, one of the, us is like the teacher's assistant, one of us is like celebrator. It's like a variety of stuff. And it was like September, late September. I was the comedian, and you gotta find ways to make people laugh, like make your the class laugh. So I, I thought it was really funny. So I showed it. To, I showed the Sandra Bullock acceptance speech to the class, and I thought it was really funny. So, and I also provided context, and then I also said that she had won the Oscar the following night. So, um, yeah, that you. Which uh wait, which movie did she win the Razzie for and which movie did she win the Oscar for? She won uh, I said uh she won the Oscar for Monsters Ball, then she won the Razzie yeah, for Catwoman. I was Halle Berry. I was yeah, I was talking about Sandy Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Oh Sandra Bullock. Uh, it was all about Steve for the Razzie and then the blind side for the Oscar. Yeah. Hmm, so about like twelve years ago? Yeah, that was two thousand nine. I twelve I could be wrong. Hmm. I just love when like actors just like admit that like their perform like their the movie like that they're in is bad yeah. I, they were, take, when they're like take, i may have gone too far in a few places take notes yeah. adam mckay what Ad adam mckay the, the guy who did don't look up he like he likes it 
oh, pe people who don't like this movie, they're like stupid and oh, oh, big fish, found the big fish. Uh, he caught the big fish using a wedding ring as the bait. One ring to rule them all. <laughs> there was a, um, the same thing happened with uh, there was a Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Sunday because he actually won the Razzie for worst actor for that movie, and then he literally said that like he won the Razzie, so yeah, his per and he actually said that his performance was really bad. <laughs> Big fish, we got a title. We have a title. Okay, um, you know what this scene reminds me of? Spice World? No, um, it reminds me of, like, a Kia commercial. I think it was a Kia commercial. Oh where, like, a, where they where, That like, baby they, just yeeted where, like, out of there. Where, like, a, where they were trying to catch this baby hamster running through the... They were trying to catch this baby hamster running through the hospital, and, um, uh, I, I... It's really weird. I, I saw it, like... Before I saw Despicable Me three, which I only saw instead, which I saw instead of Wonder Woman, because my parents were seeing something else and the screening didn't line up. Uh huh. Yeah, I I think I've told that story before. Yeah, I was trying, I was busy trying to laugh at the baby just eating its <laughs> his way. I'm sorry, but you've fallen off the emperor's groove. <laughs> sorry. Wait. What if we all? What if we're all just uh, chilling in pre-life, and all of a sudden we uh, throw off the Empress groove, and then we're yeeted into life? <laughs> yeah, the Emperor. Like, I think the Emperor is like. I think the Emperor here represents like the water breaking. I I'm kidding. Um, I don't want to think about that analogy. <laughs> Do you have Emperor's New Groove on your watch list? I no 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 on your uh the wheel. That's I right. think so. Let's go. <sighs> That's a classic right there. Love that movie. Mm -hmm. I'd that probably was... say it's like one of the greatest Disney films of all time. Literally <laughs> love that movie. Yeah, it's definitely one of the I... funniest ones. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Like that movie yeah, was. was going to be that... something a lot different than what it turned out to be. It was originally going to be like a musical drama, and then they were like, no. And then they did. Then they changed it to Ember's New Groove. It's like, what is yeah, it? Yeah, they. I'm, I'm glad they did. I mean, I would have loved to see how interesting a, a, a musical with, with stuff by Sting would be, but I, f I feel like. I feel like they, they did a good job here with the comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, th there's a whole document- oh, oh, hey, that's a nice little girl. I hope she doesn't swing from a wrecking ball while half-naked. Uh, that's- that's Miley? <laughs> yep, yep, I- you can't rec- can't recognize her that much now because, like, she cut her hair short and now she's, like, d doing, like, this- she, she and Stevie Nicks did, like, Edge of Midnight. It, I heard Edge of Midnight in, like, at, like- at this restaurant for the and I thought it was really cool. It, it's like a cover remix thing of Edge of Seventeen. Hmm. Uh, do you, you have a song from School of Rock? Uh, yeah. You um. Do you have uh? Do you have any Stevie Nicks on the wheel? Your wheel. I have. I have rumors. That does that count? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. Like. You have a uh, Fleetwood Mac on the wheel. Well, I did just say rumors, so yeah. Yeah, 
because like Stevie was in Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I've thought about. I have been thinking about like the albums I pick for like my birthday episode. Like, they're like I know I know what I would do for like um, a theater album, and I know what I do for like a concept, and like what I do for a rock album. So, yeah. Hmm. I was thinking of I was thinking of doing of uh, other Fleetwood Mac albums to do for for the podcast, but. The problem is, compare them next to rumors, and they're all very dull. Like, I have no interest in uh, checking them out because rumors is such a powerhouse of an album. I'm. I really like um, the song "The Chain," and I love that. I love that song. Uh, that is like that is a that yeah that is a masterpiece right there. Yeah. I also like uh, "Don't Stop" and "Go Your Own Way." Yeah, so many good songs on one album. Oh. I mean, I don't think, like, this one is Oh my god. Wait, wait. Um, oh my god, they yossified Captain Hook. (laughs) Oh my god, Andrew. God damn it, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Look how they yassified my boy. (laughs) Oh, oh my god. Look at how they massacred my boy. Oh. Wait, what was that what was that one? Um have you guys seen the um it was uh Lionsgate and it was the new Pinocchio movie and it was like oh. how they were like, Father, when can I leave to be on my own? <laughs> Got the whole world to see. <laughs> the fact that they were making fun of their own movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Wait, what did they? Pinocchio. <laughs> Wait, did they really say they? Uh, did the people making Pinocchio really make that joke? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, you, should, you should really check out Lionsgate's TikTok. It is so funny. Have you ever like speaking of Pinocchio? We have three Pinocchio movies coming this year. I think I've mentioned this before. Um. Yeah, the first one is that we have we have Disney live action with Keegan Michael Key as the fox. Wait, what? Yep. And uh, we have uh, Tom Hanks have is Dear... in it too. Tom Hanks yeah. is well, also in that. Hang on, hang on. And we have uh, Chris Pratt as Pinocchio, of course. <laughs> no. What? No. We're, okay. For legal reasons, that was a joke. But Tom Hanks yeah. is Geppetto. Oh my god. Cynthia Arrivo and Tom Hanks. <laughs> and uh, Cynthia this... Arrivo's the Blue Fairy? No way. <laughs> I love that. I love anyway, that. This... Oh my god. Anyway, uh, the the second uh, Pinocchio movie we're getting this year is by Guillermo del Toro. I'm so excited for that one. Yeah, that is yeah. probably like the only one I'll be looking forward to. Yeah. Not... And then they have the yossified Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they got the guy from the, the Clash song, Guns of Brixton, to voice Pinocchio. Father, <laughs> when can I leave to be on my own? I've uh, got the whole like, world to see. I don't see. know, that kind of I feel like the de-inflection kind of reminds me of <laughs> no, I'm laughing too hard it's like father what can I lose to me on my own <laughs> like Bob Dylan <laughs> oh mama Bob Dylan I wanna I want you wait wait I wait you. wait 
Oh, Japano, could this really be the end? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you. I want you. So bad. <laughs> I uh, mean, I enjoy. I actually enjoy quite a few of the man's songs, but his voice is shit. Yeah, all that Bob Dylan slander just kind of distracted us from the fact that the guy that played Rafiki was just there. Oh, oh, that was the guy from the Rafiki, the the original Lion King, right? Yes, the the good one, the only one that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that that's cool. Yeah. Okay, but I love the one thing that I love from the new Lion King, John Oliver Zazu. Yeah, yes. John Oliver. John I Oliver can take literally love that man. I love John Oliver. We love stand. We stand an yep. icon. His season premieres. Um, his season premieres in like, less than a week. Ooh. Yeah, I've seen that um one bit from uh John Oliver. It's uh what was it? Um, he says like uh, it was uh, something about Bob Murray and like um they had won a lawsuit against him because like he had filed a lawsuit for, about <laughs> shit, Bob. Shit, Bob loved that so much. It was so good. Oh, didn't I see that hey, in man. the? Didn't I see they that? They made an entire show tune out of it, and it was awesome. Yeah, apparently it was nominated for an Emmy or something. I believe That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. I would uh, say my favorite John Oliver pieces are ones about the Confederacy, uh, the one with North Korea and uh, Weird Al, <laughs> and, and the one about Alex Jones with Jack McBrayer. <laughs> oh, by the way. Going back to Eat Shit Bob, um, Riley, didn't you have that video in your videos to laugh at when you're sad playlist? I do, I do. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gonna just search up more John Oliver uh, episodes so I can list off the ones that I really like. Um. But, uh... There was one he did on sex education. That was that was nice. Uh, the, yep, the slap suits. That was the one w with the big music number. Yeah. And let's not forget uh, his uh, one on Mike Pence, where to like combat uh, his uh, book about his homophobic pet rabbit. John Oliver wrote a his own book with about uh, that rabbit being gay, and this is an audio book where the the rabbit is played by Jim Parsons. <laughs> Uh, yep, uh, that song was nominated for an Emmy Award, but... No way. Yeah, it was up against... But it lost to All For Us from Euphoria. Of oh, those yeah. stinking rock bands. <laughs> but Agatha All Along won the very next year. Of course, Disney. <laughs> I mean, it's a what catchy one? song. One, yeah, uh, Agatha all along. Oh, what's that from? WandaVision. I mean, you've made no, no uh, you've tried, you haven't tried at all to hide your disdain for Marvel Riley, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So is this Albert Finney on the deathbed? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, just making sure. Yeah, uh, he's like. Oh, I said. Um, also, um, this is a fairly recent John Oliver skit, but the one he did, um, in like the early days of the pandemic about the police, that one was like actually really powerful. Hmm. And anyway, let, I'm just looking up the Emmy Awards for outstanding music and lyrics. Uh, um. I, if if the nom if all of the nominees aren't just it's okay to leave your dog in a hot car by the Beatles, I will rage quit. <laughs> that song is so god tier. Andrew will leave this like this recording. <laughs> yeah, see ya guys. <laughs> um, okay, you're back. Um, so. Now his body can't keep up or something. Like, he is rapidly <laughs> growing, and he has to spend three years in a bed. <laughs> He's slowly turning into... Who is the balloon girl in Shock of Factory? Uh, Violet. Violet. Yeah. I would just... The way his, his, his starting to inflate just reminded me of Violet. Yeah. This, uh, it's weird. It has, you know, this kind of has, like, the, it, this is, like, obviously, like, a Tim Burton film, but it's, but the, the design is, is kind of like Barry Sonnenfeld. Uh, it, he's the, it, for those who don't know, he's the guy who did the, the Men in Black movies. Mm. Yeah, it feels like an odd little cross between Tim Burton and Wes Anderson, for some reason. I can, I can see that. So this is this is kind of like a Tim Burton version of Forrest Gump, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. See it? <laughs> oh, there's a uh, oh, there's this there's this guy I watch on YouTube who edits like who makes like cinematic edits like what he recently uploaded a video of Last Night in Soho if it was directed by Wes Anderson, and it looks really yeah. cool. Um, huh? have any of you seen the video of uh, The Shining, but it's edited to look like a rom-com? <laughs> oh, oh my no! God. There's <laughs> one that they did with Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, apparently I mean, there was another edit of, like, Mary Poppins as a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, someone else did, um... Someone else did up as like a sixties Disney movie. Hmm. <laughs> I'm glad the dog escaped from the house alive because what about Boomer? Boomer will live. <laughs> He'll live. <laughs> uh what this um uh, I found it it's like a pre make if like up was a Disney live action Disney movie in the 60s. Hmm. Um, like when the hmm. way you said uh, you live, um, that reminded me of like this video I saw about like guess the movie from the IMDb Parents Guide, and one of them hmm. was Blank grabs his boss by the neck and tossed him through four office walls. 
Uh, heal yeah, I was trying. I was trying to make a reference to uh, nostalgia critic. What's that? So like, what's that a reference to? What episode? His, uh, his Independence Day. Uh, nostalgia critic. Yes. Yeah. Like they grab him by the neck and like throw. No, him. just like I, when I I said Boomer will live in reference to a nostalgic joke from his Independence Day review because Boomer's the oh, name of a dog. What was the um the reference to for like when like the person grabs like someone by the neck and like throws them through four office walls? The Incredibles. Yeah. Um. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. Oh my a video god, for... it's you. Oh my god, it's you and McGregor. Yeah. Hello. Hey, it's the guy from the, the guy who likes stuff, as we found out in <laughs> a recent like Super Bowl movie. commercial. Stuff. I. Everyone likes stuff. Robert Downey Jr. comes out like you called. I have been summoned. <laughs> it's okay. I was busy doing stuff. It's okay. I am stuff. Oh no, no, Mavis, no! Haha, ha, Jonathan! Uh -huh, Jonathan, you are banging my daughter. <laughs> I love that meme so much. It's yeah. like when they take like a popular exploitable meme format and replace the last panel with, haha, ha, Jonathan, you're banging my daughter. <laughs> oh my god, it's Andre the Giant. <laughs> it's the swamp man. It's the swamp man. Um, looks like, uh, the Geico Neanderthal. Hmm. He, he kind of does, now that you think about it. <laughs> he, he, I don't know, he kind of looks like Smelly Balls from Firebringer, for some reason. <laughs> the fact that his name is Smelly Balls gives me a lot of stuff to think about his balls. <laughs> Riley, have and you frankly, seen... I... And frankly, I don't want to think about that. Riley, have you seen Firebringer? I've heard it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen clips of it. You've definitely seen, I don't really want to do the work I today. I do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. Um, I love um, a very Potter musical. It's so good. Hermione can't draw. Hermione can't draw. Hermione cannot draw. She only <laughs> reads books and she cannot draw. And if she was reading a how to draw book... There's an event based on that in the in the in the Shea yeah. Frillis Hunger Games. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Someone say Draco Malfoy. What do you want, Draco? <laughs> I have not seen a very Potter musical yet. Should I? Yeah, you should. I haven't. Is there a cast recording of it or a slime tutorial? I I think like they they uh, they professionally recorded the show themselves like it's available in multiple parts because it was yes, recorded at a time when youtube didn't oh, wait, allow is... anything longer than 10 or 15 minutes uh, is this is this star kid yeah it's star kid <laughs> all right i i mean i love twisted so i'll definitely check check that out mm. going back to hogwarts hogwarts <laughs> uh riley have you seen twisted yet no it's very good. I had, to, I had to do it for the podcast. It was my pick for Romy Half Month. Nice. <laughs> hey, he cleans up nicely. <laughs> hmm. 
I just, I just realized he looks like Hagrid. <laughs> just without that. Well, not anymore without the hair, but uh, he did. Mm, oh yeah. Um, Hagrid. Like there was a Hagrid coaster that opened a while back at um, Universal Orlando Islands of Adventure, and I haven't gone on it because it. Oh, it opened after the last time I was there. And, and the only time. Yeah, I, 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 I might go back sometime, but um, I don't know. What that that one lady reminded me of character actress Margot Martindale. Martindale. Oh my God! It's character actress Margot Martindale. Wait, wait, is Margot Martindale? I, I, I want to check. Uh, I, I, I just, don't think she is. Um, what, just, but uh, she is in Hannah Montana the movie. Of course she is. She was in Cars 3. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. That was her? I don't... Oh, yeah. I, she was the one character I don't remember. Ah, uh, yes. The one character I don't remember. Uh, I... I I think I remember, I, I, I think I remember her being in it, but, um, she was in Million Dollar Baby, uh, oh, Dead Man Walking, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and she was in Heaven Is For Real, a movie I haven't thought about in, like, months since Nick brought it up. I remember, I remember, uh, excuse me. Oh, anyway. Um, she was also in Walk Hard. Uh, nothing, Riley? Huh? Sorry, I, I'm, that, that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, as I was say, bring, saying, uh, I had a very interesting, Heaven is for Real was a very interesting watching experience. Because you expect to do nothing on Christmas Day except enjoy your new presents. But I had to sit on the couch. I was forced to, to watch this Christian movie called Heaven is for Real. And it was devastating. Uh, I think it I think it affected my life. Yeah, I have, like, I, my, I saw the trailer for it for, I've only seen the trailer for it before some movie I don't remember. I, 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 I might, let me just look, let me just try and remember. My mom is chastising me for saying that having this real effect in my life. Yeah. What? She's watching me right now, I can't say too much. Oh. Hi. Hi, Andrew's mom. She says hi. <laughs> She's making me hot cocoa right now, so nice. Oh, it's kind of weird hearing. You know, I'm saying it's kind of weird hearing you and McGregor spout uh, spouting in a southern accent. Yeah, because you expect him like to speak in this proper Obi Wan Kenobi accent. Wait, I I think I saw. Wait, I think I saw the trailer before. Um, let me try and remember. I 
so um I I might Oh my have god. Seen Shoes. Yep, I might have We seen... must have entered we must have entered Quentin's farm. <laughs> I might have seen it before Muppets Most Wanted. No, I God, I can't remember. Is this a is this a deliverance reference? Um, the the banjo. I uh, like. I think it was a. Speaking of, I, I remember like, I'm I'm just only I only realized like a couple. I was like 2018. I was in the car. The 70s channel was on, and then there was a radio thing called, uh, and there's a song called Dueling Banjos, and it sounded suspiciously familiar. Familiar. And that's I realized you used it in your entry for my first Wander Over Yonder YouTube poop collab. And so uh, I searched up and I searched up the song and I realized it comes from Deliverance. An X-rated film. Whoa. I just and it's I like, remember I, I've always been in, and I've always been interested in Deliverance, even though I've never seen it, because the the story is very weird. I just I don't know, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. Nothing. Um, nothing. No. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say, um, I um, I was gonna say, um, my, like, like I was in my music class and they just showed us the clip from Dueling Banjos, among other things. I actually, I, I just remember them watching. I thought you were gonna say Among Us. No, um, that was it. Wasn't that recent? Mm. Oh, 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 yeah, I had got my truth I was going. Oops. Nope, look at that. It's Steve Buscemi. Well, my friends and I, we have this, like, um, did I ever tell you about football, too? What? Um, okay, so, yeah. my friends and I, we, like, during, throughout the football season at our school this year, we would always go to football games together, and we did, like, um, We'd come up with these sort of Easter eggs for football in an alternate, like, universe. So, we have like, these Easter eggs, so if something happens, something would, like, something else would happen. And there's one, it was like, um, like, if you land on one of the spikes of the goalposts, if you, like, the, um, if the ball lands on one of the goal spikes, and that, then Danny DeVito crawls out of the football. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's so... another one, if you, um throw the ball and you hit someone in the, the stadium, like, if you hit someone in the crowd, everyone turns into Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, They're both in this you, movie. We're, we're both we in this, the football uh... And it cracks open, Jack Black is born, and your team instantly wins. <laughs> uh, uh, that anyway, reminded me of a Tumblr so, post I just saw. Uh, okay, you go ahead. We're just... So we, we... While you guys were talking, we just missed the scene where one of Quentin's, uh, Illegitimate children stole Obi Wan's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I just saw a post on my Tumblr. It said, um, "New idea: the Hyper Bowl. It's like the Super Bowl, but you have two football fields placed in a cross formation. Four teams play at once. Whatever happens <laughs> in the middle happens. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at the football stadium stays in the football stadium." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking I really of football, open a Tumblr. like I really want to get a Tumblr. Uh, you can, yeah, join me and Kay. 
It's it's not it's it's it, yeah, it doesn't cost money. Speaking like, of football, media. does anyone want to talk about the halftime show? Uh, <laughs> I never saw it. I didn't see I it. I thought it was I thought it was one of the the more better uh halftime shows in recent memory. Yeah, it was great. Even though like I'm, like even though one of them just basically kind of forgot or something. <laughs> Eminem always looks like he's forgetting something. Hmm. And how about we talk about the commercials? Uh, but not before. I just want to bring up a few things I liked. Snoop Dogg, he was, of course, full of charisma, as he always is. Um, Mary J. Blige's voice was honestly incredible. I was like, I thought I thought she was great. I, yeah, she I, just... I, I mean, I th everything was great in in that. Almost everything was great in that performance, but in the show, but but uh, Mary J. Blige was like, leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. And Eminem stopped singing. Uh. Oh, yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, it was 50 Cent. He just like, he was Batman. <laughs> hey, keep, keep promoting the Batman movie coming soon. <laughs> Anyway, um... it's like uh, it's like Snoop Dogg comes out and says, "The Emoji Movie in theaters, July twenty eighth." Welcome to the world inside your phone, loser. <laughs> also, I, I want to point out that after Eminem does his part in the halftime show, he just like stops and like ha hangs his head in his hands, like almost like he's like he's embarrassed at the performance he just did. Who? Eminem. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, like, that reminds me, the song he performed, he won an Oscar for. Ah! Um, Lose oh Yourself boy. won an Oscar. Over Chicago, and he spends the day home, sleeping, because he didn't think he'd win. That's, that's like the like Jethro Toll beating out Metallica for Best Heavy Metal Album, and none of the members show up because they think they have zero chance of winning. <laughs> There was like one day where it was like one time I think it was Billie Eilish she um won like five MTV awards and she didn't know because she was on a plane sleeping um <laughs> <laughs> so of so course uh Obi-Wan has uh it would come into a town where everyone is barefoot regardless of gender or age yeah anyway and everyone's um white yeah. Because it's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Super Bowl. I I was eating supper and my family had the pregame on and I my and I heard something and my ears perked up and I, it it sounded really familiar and I went over and it turned out there was a commercial for this thing called Verbo and it used a song from the Muppets Take Manhattan. That's sweet. Song. Right where I belong. Is that a ballad type thing? No, it's like, it, it starts, it, it's a ballad for like the first like 25 seconds and it go, gets upbeat. Right. I, Wait, I, 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 either... I remember I was watching the Super Bowl commercials and I, I remember I heard something that sounded like Kermit and I was like, oh, okay. I must have missed that commercial then, sorry. I think it was only during the pregame. That makes sense. Can we talk sense. about the Bitcoin ad, though? Oh, God. That, like, somebody, I... 
I thought, oh, I thought this was, oh, this, this is an interesting. Let me just scan this QR code. And I saw it leads me to a Bitcoin website. And that, that is my least favorite uh, commercial of the year because of Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Uh, well, next thing you know, they were going to be selling, they were going to be dropping NFTs during the broadcast. They, they did it during the Macy's Parade. Well, thankfully they didn't do it here, but it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Maybe they do it. Maybe they do it next year, just like the you know, like how do you do fellow kids thing. Yeah. The, the the way that Macy's Prey did it just reeked of how do you do fellow kids. <laughs> um. Uh. Um. Honestly, the the commercial, I have no idea how what to feel about it. Is there, there's this really funny one, but at the end, the punchline of what it's actually selling is actually, it makes me question everything else in, in the commercial. And, it, and it kind of, it's funny because there's a funny guy in it, but it both offends me. And I know what you're thinking. And yes, it is the Larry David one. Oh my God, the Larry David one? Wait, <laughs> what was he selling? Um, Crypto. Oh. Yes, it was crypto. Oh, uh, it, it, it was so like uh, it was like Larry David in various periods of of history going on. You know, like there's this new big thing happening, and then Larry David's always the guy who's like, "Nah, I'm I'm not for it." And then we get to present day, and then there's like, Larry David, I want you to invest in this thing called crypto. And then Larry David's like, "No, I won't do it." And then the tagline is, don't be like Larry. <laughs> no, but I think, no, be like Larry. I think we should all strive to be like Larry. Yes. Yeah, you know, I feel like, I, I, I think, I think Larry David is uh, anti-crypto, but uh, he thought the, I, I thought he thought the idea of just saying no to crypto was funny. So... Yeah, you know, this whole thing reminds me of, like, uh, it, like Super Bowl 2000, it was, like, littered in dot-com services. Um, like, uh, stuff like WebMD, which is still around, and, like, the pets.com. Uh, uh, actually, I think that was 1999. Oh, yeah, because of the Y2K stuff. Uh. Um... Oh yeah, there's a there's like anyway a... the I'm just gonna say the the Bitcoin commercial, it was a honestly it was a slap in the face for me. Not as big as a slap in the face as the sweet sicko mode, but uh, uh, it's kind of up there. Yeah, I like I remember being so hyped for the the sweet victory Super Bowl, and like I and like and when it and when it. When Sweet Victory led into Sicko Mode, I just felt such a crash, and I was hyping it, and and I'd been hyping it to my family, and uh, and then like I after the halftime, I went I went back down, and I told my brother Squidward introduced Sicko Mode. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it was no, I was pretty I was pretty hyped for it too. Like uh, I yeah, was, I was excited to pay my respects for Mr. Hillenberg. And like the day before the Super Bowl, I watched, I watched Bang Geeks on my like ultra HD 
uh, DVD of it because I have the first 100 episodes of SpongeBob on DVD. So I wa- I watched Band Geeks like before the Super Bowl, and then like uh, it's and then I saw Squidward as like the like kind of like cheap animation, but it, it was still uh, SpongeBob. So like hype, I was like hyped up, but and but then all, everything came crashing down. Yep. I kept and I kept hoping that uh, maybe Sweet Victory would come after Mr. Travis Scott. But no. Yeah. It's, and it, honestly, even without the Sweet Victory thing, it was not a good halftime show. It was lacking. Um. Uh. uh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, like like a couple days later, I think like the the Dallas hockey team, I believe they they did sweet victory at during like the halftime of one of their of, of one of their games. I saw that. That you was did? I I uh, saw that. That was so cool. Wait, who? Wait, what? Wait, the Dallas did? Stars, an right. NHL yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> so like, hockey has more respect. For uh, the the SpongeBob episode, which is literally set in a football halftime, than than football. Yeah, and like that reminds me, like NFL National Failure League, NHL National Hero League. That's a comment <laughs> I saw. It's only a matter of time before nif- before Niffle makes Niftus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I linked an article about um, like, like all those, a bunch of crypto stuff was, happened during the Super Bowl, and like, then they compared it to the the two. Oh yeah, it was two thousand where it was like, it, it like it was filled with dot com stuff like uh, Pats dot com and WebMD. Like WebMD's commercial was very weird. I remember seeing it. It was like um Muhammad Ali breathing heavily and just like boxing, and it just felt weird. Wasn't Muhammad Ali at that time paraplegic or something? Uh, yeah, he had part. He had a Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Yeah. No, 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 no. I. Yeah, it found the video. Uh, is Par- Parkinson's the same thing that uh, Michael J. Fox suffers from, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, like I actually, I think this is an older video. I think this is an mm. older video. Um. I, huh. Anyway, um. He's impressively t- fighting time, as the text on the screen explains time wasted in healthcare. WebMD promises to like he like he's, he was shadow boxing and I just felt yeah mm, uh huh it's weird seeing Albert Finney with a head full of hair since he's best known for Daddy Warbucks and Annie where he's a bald man hmm granted that could have been just like a, a wig. Well, no, not a wig, but a, a bald cap. A bald cap, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me... Just... Oh, we're in the greatest showman now. Yes. Look, it's... 
this circus. Mm. Um, so, um... Every time I see his face, I, I think of Obi-Wan. Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at... I'm just looking this. Um, like some no. Muppet foods will be part of the collection in the in-production Obama Presidential Center Museum. Like, um, what was that sentence? Oh, like they're they're making the Obama Museum, the Obama Presidential Center Museum in Chicago, and um, it'll have important items from the life and administration of Obama, and um, like there's gonna be an like a little. There's like just gonna be like a little thing of muffin everyone, vegetables. Every, everyone, be quiet. Danny DeVito is talking. <laughs> Comes out in the ring and he starts eating garbage. Trash man. man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, those foods, um, the Muppet foods were like were handled by um, First Lady Michelle Obama in her 2009 appearance. At the show on Sesame Street. Hmm, that's that's cool. I'm just I'm wondering has has there been any president, like actual president that appeared on like Sesame Street? Um, I don't know. Um, I I'm could be grump. <laughs> it's uh, like, but that was before. Oh, has so anyone have any? Wait, have any of you seen like the the Mad TV sketch with Donald Trump in Sesame Street? No. Oh, I I should link it then um, because it's a thing that exists and it's a thing that's made my life better. Yeah, we've but I mean we haven't had much. We haven't really had any um presidents on Sesame Street, but we have had a couple of first ladies. Obama was besides Michelle Obama, we also had a. Uh, Hillary Clinton and I think Laura Bush. Hmm. Oh, have you seen that one thing? It was uh, Jimmy Kimmel did it, and it was uh, um, it was he had Michelle Obama as a guest once, and it was right when they had left the White House, and they did like a thing where they um, oh yeah, it was for um the crap. What was it? It was a. Uh, Things Michelle Obama wasn't allowed to say during the presidency, and one of them was the whole eight years we were in the White House, we used Laura Bush's Netflix password. <laughs> you know, whenever people say Jimmy, I always think they're gonna end it with Buffett. <laughs> it would That's be just... so funny if we got to Jimmy Buffett on Rock of Ages in like the next couple weeks. There's a possible. There is a chance of it happening. You know, I have three Buffett albums on the wheel, and I think I might increase that number. <laughs> and I'm, you guys are powerless to stop me. I'm making mac and cheese, and nobody can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, also remember what? Oh. Rem this was like before the presidency, but remember, like, it was in one of the cold opens for like I I think like a Halloween episode, and then it was like everyone was at a Halloween party, and there was this like guy in a bomb mask, and like 
one of the guys was like, "Oh yeah, that looks really, that looks really good," and and then he takes off the mask to reveal it's Obama himself. You and McGregor has frozen time. Um, is is this where he sings about what about what he wants? <laughs> like I, I, it would be so funny to hear like if somebody edited this so you and McGregor sings "Waiting on a Miracle" from Encanto. <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm thinking about we don't talk about Bruno again. <laughs> It's a bop. Yeah, I'm thinking of like making a musical theater moments compilation, and it's going to be called Musical Theater Moments That Made Us Talk About Bruno. <laughs> and when and now they have the pe- the power to speed up time. Yeah, like because they said when time stops, it has to take a really long time to catch up. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking. Um, Kid Robot you know, I, has. Uh, wait, wait, I just see. wanted to say, uh, if I had a nickel for every time Danny DeVito played a ringmaster at a circus, I'd have two nickels. In a Tim Burton yeah, movie, because like, in a, right? oh yeah, that's right, in a Tim Burton movie at that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I wonder if that letterbox list exists. If not, I should totally make it. Wait, I wait. That da- I, I'm just gonna say that Danny DeVito ringmaster and the Dumbo of Danny DeVito ringmaster are the same ringmaster. Yeah. That is that is canon. That is not a head canon. That is canon because I said so. It's the lo- it it we we should add that to the rock of the watch this lore. I'm doing it. I'm freaking doing it. Uh, I my God, what else? Like I gotta listen go back and listen to all the episodes to figure out what other juicy lore we've come up with. I remember, theory. like, the where thing is where... The, where... Where is the theory channel? Uh, uh, I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna make one. Thank you. Gonna make it, um... Oh my god. Dumbo is an indirect sequel to Big Fish. <laughs> yeah. I I will die on this hill. <laughs> the thumbnail should be just the, both Danny DeVito ringmasters side by side. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the and the and the and the logo will be twins. <laughs> because because Danny DeVito was also in the movie Twins. Yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he was just twins with hmm. them. I heard there's a sequel to that movie called Triplets or something. I don't know. Could be just called Twins 2. Which is very unoriginal. I like also I like how like Schwarzenegger was able to go from the Terminator to Twins. Yeah. And then to Predator. Yeah. Yeah, that that's really fun. Um what else? Um I love how um 
God, what else? Wait. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go on a TV tropes and go to the Wild Mask guest page for Big Fish and see if there's anything about the, the Ringmaster. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, there's nothing here for that. I'm gonna let me go to the the Dumbo 2019 movie. Right. Uh, uh, I, I just remember this other nothing. lore. Kathy Bates is related to Norman Bates. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think I might. I mean, add... I, I would believe that. Have you seen Misery? Yeah, uh, no. Um, I. Do you have a But dwarf... you know what Miss Bree is, right? Oh, like, is that that movie where she eats the rat? No, that's the movie where she uh, breaks uh, the writer's foot. Hmm. Trying to remember who that... I'm trying to remember who that the guy is. Uh... Oh. James Caan. James Caan. Oh, yeah. Uh, wasn't James Caan the dad in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Oh my god, wait, was Maybe, yep. uh... Yeah, that was him. <laughs> the same guy... Man, that guy was in Godfather. He was among the greatest movies of all time. And the Godfather. <laughs> oh my... Oh... Oh my god, it's the fat guy from the Austin Powers movies. Get in my belly! I only know that line from one of those like weird number one, but it makes no sense. And it was like, I'm going, I will have to teach you how to get in my belly. <laughs> Don't mind, I'm I'm eating chips right now. So if you hear a crunch, that's that's what it is. Oh, in other news, um, I'm just look news. Um, Kid Robot has a Constantine puppet available for pre-order. Constantine from Muppets Most Wanted. Evil Kermit. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so now I can make evil Kermit memes in real life. This is what your life's been building up to. <laughs> but remember when KitKat made an evil Kermit meme? I didn't. Hmm. Uh, uh, let me see if I can, uh, mm. let me see if I can find it. Mm. Riley, you're still there? Mm. Riley? Yeah. Wait, I... yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um. Mm. Uh. um I'm just trying Look to find it. Look at that. Look at that. Is, wait, is that a cat? It's a, is that a gun? We, what is this, a gun? Wait, no, that's a bear. He's receiving the manhood of a bear. Yeah, good grief. The Danny DeVito's a bear. No, he's a not. Oh, no, that's a wolf. That's a wolf. No, 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 no. good. It's Jacob. It's Jacob from Twilight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoops, I accidentally shot the wrong person. What? 
Hang on. Um, so, like, I'm looking, I, I'm finding it now, and, um, it, it's, it's from, it's on the KitKat Facebook page, um, it says, um, I should save it, I should save it for later, uh, me to me, it is later, and it's just the, and it's mm. just like the evil Kermit with two KitKat bars. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and like the hood is like a wrapper. <laughs> what the heck? Yep. It's like, oh no. Good grief, he's naked. Yes. <laughs> Show it all. Show it all, Tim. <laughs> oh my god. This is I, I can like, I would love to see the chaos when the three of us, plus Nick, plus Jamie, are in the recording room together. It better be a good movie, because, um... It better be a bad movie, because um, when, when, I think we were at our strongest when we are doing the slander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this movie's a coward. Not willing to show us all the grandiosity of Daniel DeVito. No, um... Fish, like... rated R. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing something in for the Hunger Games Simulator event. Hang on. What, what, what is the event? Um, shit, like, this is for real... This is for our Hunger Games Sims. Good grief! Player 1 <laughs> turned into a bear! Wait, that's not a bear, it's a wolf! <laughs> Uh, and you made another one. Player one jumps up to scan the QR code on the TV screen, only to find out it's a Bitcoin ad. They are severely disappointed. My disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. <gasps> That's a good idea. Hang on. Now he's gotta oh. find the woman of his dreams. Buddy Holly. That's nice. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I was actually, like, a couple days ago, I believe, was the anniversary of the day the music died. Oh, yeah, it was, like, oh, yeah, that was, like, about a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah, the day the music died. Um, what we don't like... know is, what we don't know is that Don McQueen uh, went back in time and made sure that that airplane crashed so he had a reason to write that song. <laughs> Another another revenge for our Sims. Player one's disappointment is immeasurable, and their day is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite sim, my favorite event in our sim in my sim is probably player one stands in line for over an hour for bagels. Oh, for bagels, I didn't even <laughs> want. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite Let's just event? Just recap. On... <laughs> What's your favorite event on my sim? Um, I, I think it's, um, I got, I think it's probably one of the ones, oh, I'm, like, where, where, where they're all going to a move, where they have a movie night, but are traumatized when the theater shows Insidious instead of the movie they intended to watch, Inside Out. Inside Out. <laughs> Classic yeah, mistake. 
Uh, actually, uh, Disney Channel is uh, playing Inside Out in a couple of days, so that's funny. And they show Insidious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would... <laughs> also, um... Uh, my, I think my favorite um, would have to be, like, uh, the one uh, where the the guys are singing, like, the the final song from Les Miserables. And they're all... Yeah. One day more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What would you say is your fa- your favorite from My Sims, though? Um. Now you're put on the spot. Was, uh, I love the Quentin Tarantino one. Um, <laughs> where they find him in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. And mine just says he promptly sniffs their feet, killing them. <laughs> <laughs> Drain it. Mine goes even further. Sniffs their feet, drains them of their life juice. <laughs> Player one gets the cheese touch and fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> it was worse than nuclear cooties. <laughs> I have that entire uh, monologue engraved in my memory. What's yeah. another good one? Um... Sheldon, that radiated the same energy as when, like, Plankton had the word Sheldon displayed behind him, and he just <laughs> got... <laughs> yep. Sheldon. I love the Big Bang Theory. He's actually talking about Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I also love the one with Sandra Bullock and accepting her Razzie and then she won the Oscar the following night in that reference to the Hunger Games simulator. Yeah, oh yeah, I remembered that. Oh my god, he's in the poppy field in 1917. <laughs> he planted he planted a ton he planted a shit ton of her favorite flower just for her because he believes huh? they're meant to be that's nice. Well, that's nice. Wait, no, wait. Uh, this sounds like something Eric Clapton would do. This is pretty rapey. Oh, okay. Um, and it turns out she, wait, I mean, she was already engaged to, like, the jerk guy. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, this is a new one I added. Player one tells player two there's a mushroom on his her two shirt. Player two notices this and simply responds with, "Oh, I'm a failure." <laughs> I remember. Wait, did that. wait, did that did that jerk just punch Obi Wan Kenobi in the face? No, you cannot do this to General Kenobi. You, I want to say be... the T word. He should. Oh, yeah. He should be winning. Like he should um, be winning, and then like. Remember the scene in Spongebob where Patrick beats himself up? Like, yeah. I can totally imagine him <laughs> doing... Th- wait, wait, this isn't how I die! And then he's like... That was the song they were playing during that scene. There's one... Oh yeah, here's another one I did. Player 1 spoils No Way Home for the rest of the tribute. Hours later, Player 2 reveals his, her 1, IP and home address. Spider-Man, is this your home? home? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna steal that from my sim if I ever get back to it. I'm working on my next sim right now. I asked you for for tributes. Um, Raleigh, I didn't didn't get my tributes, your tributes for mine. I thought we were gonna do, um... I thought it was like a re-recording of the Christmas episode. 
I mean, um, yeah, we were going to do that, but... Um, Times have changed. I mean, I, that this is for the sim after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that to you soon. And both of you. Thanks. I'll probably yeah. re-record the Christmas sim this week. Right. Mm. Um. Mm. Um. Yeah. I'll record my sim once I have everyone's districts. This you know, is I another. Think I'll. I'll, this... I'll I think I'll also try and invite Kay to the Hunger Games sims. Like she, I know she has very like crunched time, but maybe she can like pop in every once in a while. You know, I know that the, the son is not Christian Bale, but he, he gives me serious Christian Bale vibes. Yeah, I, I, he does kind of look like him, Billy Crudup, the guy from Almost Famous, and um. Really? Wait, was he one of the the guys of the band? Um, I don't remember. I haven't really seen Almost Famous. Hmm. My favorite line from that movie was "Rock stars have kidnapped my my son." Yeah, it's something out of context. Yeah, Francis McDormand really sells it. But then again, Francis McDormand can sell me anything, and I'll buy it. Except mm -hmm. crypto. Your, yeah, yeah. NFTs. Crypto. Anything that has yeah the those words in it. Yeah, no, thank you. Mm. We are not. So Obi Wan goes to war now. He's going to Brazil. <laughs> the... He's going hey, to boy. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to the beach. They're they're landing on the beach that makes you old. <laughs> and then they're gonna get so old they die. <laughs> That's the. I, I stole that from um, the the Shave Hunger Shave Games. Us? Yeah, yeah. We we all stole from the Shave Hunger Games at some point in our lives. Yeah. Hey, it's that one scene from the Muppet movie. Like, remember? Oh yeah, no. Raleigh, you didn't. Raleigh, you didn't stick oh, around for right. the movie. Oh yeah, I remember that the what. The, the ventriloquist guy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, him. he was like, like he was the guy Egerberg, and he was the guy who inspired Jim Henson to get into puppetry in the first place. Hmm. Even though his radio show, um, it, like it was a radio show, and you couldn't actually see his dummies. Oh. The, like for some reason that kind of thing really that kind of reminded me of um uh I need a hero from Shrek 2 like the way he was storming hmm. that concert and yeah. getting into a fight which we now you weren't here for the bad out of hell episode but uh uh Riley but uh, the guy who wrote bad out of hell Jim Steinman he's the same guy who wrote holding out for a hero oh wow and and total eclipse of the heart Two oh, of the dang. most iconic anthems of the 80s, sung by Bonnie yeah. Tyler. Yeah. And, uh, 
I'm just remembering the scene from Diary of a Wimpy Kid where all the kids are singing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and and apparently there was a key commercial that made a Jim Steinman reference. Also, oh, and also, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw in, I saw in, in, like, the Super Bowl, like, it had robot dogs. It was fun. But anyway, I was also going to say, uh, Greg's singing voice during that uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart scene in the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Do you want to know who, uh, who, uh, it's not Zachary Gordon's singing voice, it's an, another kid actor. And do you want to know which, uh, show that kid actor was in? What? Dog with a, a blog. blog. Whoa! Who was it? Uh, his name was LJ Bennett, I believe, yeah. Um, and he provided Greg's singing voice in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and like three years later, he would be Carl, the uh, the scheming neighborhood kid in Dog with a Blog. <laughs> That's the light switch! <laughs> oh, so this is North Korea. I, for some reason, I thought this was Soviet Union. Uh, are, no one's gonna talk about the ventral, the not the ventriloquist, the the conjoined twins. Conjoined twins. Up. Oh, yep. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> I. I thought one of you guys were gonna mention it, but uh, that's honestly interesting. Yeah. They, so what are they gonna make out? <laughs> that's what we really want. <laughs> Incest. That. <laughs> It's not incest if they're the same person. I mean, they're, um... I, I, I... Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. I like how they're, like, bickering um, when they're not in uh, in uh, on the stage. <laughs> I, I, I actually read about this, like, country singer who has, like... A conjoined twin. They're like conjoined at the head, like he his oh. sister. Um, like and um, so like they um so like during these concerts he they would just like like and but she but his but the twin didn't sing or anything. So like so so they could avoid gawking. They would just cover her up with a blanket so he could wow. just do a thing. That's messed up. And it, um, also, the conjoined twins reminds me of this very uncomfortable uh, YouTube video I saw. There was an Australian commercial about like two conjoined burgers, and then like the next thing was like a, a news alert, a news like uh, promo about conjoined twins. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah, like I that pretty. Yeah, I saw that too. Wait, there was this. I think the wait. I think the the tagline was two is better." Yeah. Who was always bad. Yeah. There was a Yeah, there was a um there was a similar thing where it was like um a commercial for AIDS, A Y D S um <laughs> Try peanut butter AIDS. Pill. Yeah, and like and um AIDS candies, I think it was candies and and then like the very next commercial was like a news report about the AIDS epidemic. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I, w I wonder if that actually. Hey, yeah, Andrew. I'm uh? I, like, I'm I, I'm just thinking that sounds like too good to be true. Did that actually happen? Uh. Like there was a commercial for AYDS, and then there was an update about AIDS. I mean, they're both in the eighties. Uh, fortunate ad placement. Wait for it. I found it. I, hmm. I, I, I found it. Um, so like, hmm. yep, like Wait for she, it. like, okay. So, um, anyway, she was left to believe that he <laughs> died in the war, and oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, and and then he like showed up like to surprise her. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know how these work. Yeah, that's very cute. Like, mm -hmm. did you watch that video I sent you? I'm watching the movie. Oh, I'm yeah. In I'm invested. Yeah, it's actually... Obi-Wan... Obi-Wan, you're not supposed to make out with this girl. You're you're portraying the Jedi Code. Attachment, love, and attachment is forbidden. Who am I kidding? Uh, Obi-Wan had an... Of course, we all knew this. Hmm... Wait a minute, I don't even think this is Obi-Wan. I think it's his son. Huh. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's not Obi-Wan. It's Billy Crudup. What a rip-off. I can't believe I confused Ewan McGregor with Billy Crudup. I don't even know who Billy Crudup is. Oh, yeah, he was... He was in the English dub Princess Mononoke. Hmm. Can he be the English dub for Pinocchio? I mean, it's still English, but at least he can do it better. Like, Father, what can I leave to be on my own? I want to see the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Riley, j um, if you're still listening, Riley, um, just we we found out about Pinocchio, the whole Pinocchio thing, before we were before we went to record the summertime episode, and. Yeah. And I, I made a joke about him, see, how he just kind of reminded me of Chills, <laughs> and he just oh made me laugh. God. <laughs> Number 15, Pinocchio, father, when can I leave to be on my own? I want to see the world. Uh, uh, oh yeah, um, Billy Crudup also played the Elephant Man on Broadway. And like, I mean, not on, I don't think it's on Broadway. It's like on another in a, like another stage thing. Wait, Billy Crudup played the Alpha Man on Broadway. I think I don't know if it was on Broadway or whatever, but um, hmm. I like like because I, I I think I think the only Broadway version of the Elephant Man I heard was like in the eighties. David Bowie was the Elephant Man. Yeah, and there was like a recent production where Bradley Cooper was the Elephant Man. Hmm. <laughs> as long as it's not a uh, Russell Crowe. And he just sings, <laughs> and he just. And I'm Shuffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, since we're actually on the subject of Bowie as the Elephant Man, I find it very like frightening that like Bowie was in New York as Elephant Man when uh, John Lennon was shot and killed, and not only that, but Bowie was actually one of like. One out of two targets that uh, that the the guy was gonna kill that night. It was either gonna be Lennon or Bowie. 
Uh, wow! Wow! Like which I I I wouldn't like, and I think the guy uh changed his mind on Bowie because at least he was still like relevant, and which and he felt felt like John wasn't. I refuse to say his name because I because uh he he wants to be recognized, and by not saying his name, I am depriving him of that like recognizability. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he didn't go through with uh, killing Bowie because then we wouldn't have gotten Labyrinth. Exactly. We, we never would have gotten, gotten. We never would have gotten Dance Magic Dance. Or, or the, or the, or his major toms. <laughs> that was what Honest Trailers called it. Yeah. And I got all of Bo in all of David Bowie's catalog in my head right now. Thanks, Romy. Yeah, at least it's better than having Abba's entire catalog in your head. I would love that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I put Abba's entire discography as like as part of like the joke licorice pizza um soundtrack listing because I am a weirdo. You know, I'm, I'm actually expecting for Schaeferless to do a ranking of ABBA's entire discography. I mean, their new album just came out. Yeah, that would, that would be so out of left field for him. I mean, he said before he likes ABBA, so not entirely. Hmm, we he did rank all. He did rank all and Verb songs. I mean, he, yeah, he just. He up. He recently did a video about the co show Kaguya Love Is War, and maybe like yeah. And uh, maybe if we um, like maybe if we ended up in the Shave Squad, which is very unlikely given like personal stripes. Yeah, 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 yeah yada yada. We could get him into something. Uh, what what would be the ideal thing to get Schaeferlas into? Like. The way he did with like uh, Michigan Monster or something. Um, uh, that's a good question. Uh, um, David Bowie's entire discography because I know he recognizes Tamatoa as like uh, as like an, a huge inspiration for for Tamatoa, but I feel like uh, I feel like Bowie's entire catalog is some definitely something worth checking out. Yeah, maybe maybe we could get him in like into like, um. Chunking Express. Or no, like... no, no, no. Wander over yonder. Oh, I, I the way you said no, I, I thought you didn't like Chunking Express suddenly. Oh, oh no, I do, but it's not his thing. Uh, I mean, he has a he has a really wide breadth of movies in his. Yeah, um... it's not. It's only a matter of time before he checks out Chunking Express. You know this, guys. Yeah. <coughs> But the only time he talked about Wander Over Yonder was in the top thirty villain songs, and it was an honorable mention by one of the by like one of the other members of the Shape Squad. I think actually I was the one who brought it up. Oh. So I should be getting royalties for this. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would love to like I I had a huge like Wander Over Yonder craze back when it first came out and like in two thousand seventeen. So I. I would love to see like a, a video of W O Y by Mr. James 
I think I think he'd actually like a lot of it. Hmm. Oh yeah. Wait. I would also get Schaeferlis into Fraggle Rock because, like, I don't know, the whole thing no. about being a children's show designed to bring peace to the world. Yeah. It's your thing. It's not yeah. really. Uh... But. Like his, he said his favorite things are the ones that hit you with emotional, powerful story beats while also having that extra fun factor. Wander over yonder, people. Yeah, and Fraggle Rock also fits that bill. Like, like I, I, I remember guess. watching. Uh, yeah, remember I remember the episode watching the episode Marooned, and it, it was like really heavy for Fraggle Rock. Like, two of the characters are trapped in a cave, and like they're fearing death and like it's it's surprisingly somber like they they survive but you know what we should be introducing him to what the fun that 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 funny show i think it's called family guy (laughs) (laughs) funny moments (laughs) there's like a three hour supercut of all the family guy funny moments and i'm like an hour into it (laughs) <laughs> that's been like a that's like also like a running joke in like our school like because um sometimes because like some people would like put on family guy funny moments on like people's chromebooks oh and, my like, god that, that kind of happens class. at my school too yeah kids would put on like family guy funny moments really uh, funny. i really wish that would have happened in my school but like <laughs> that like what like when I left school in 2013, we like a lot we we were still on a lot. It was still um on a bunch you of just, CRTs. You just missed the cutoff date for Family Guy funnies. <laughs> Maybe give or take a few years. I don't know. So um. You know, it kind of astonishes me that you're just five years younger than my oldest sister. Whoa, like you... Yeah. Oh, Steve Buscemi playing a robber. Where have I seen this before? Oh, wait, was this in, like... Was this... Yes, it's in a movie <laughs> by Foot Guy. Yep, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, funnily enough, Reservoir Dogs, I think, is the only one of the very few Tarantino movies that... Doesn't have at least a hint of foot fetishism. Yeah, early installment like, weirdness, as TV tropes <laughs> calls it. Maybe, maybe like Tarantino was like trying to do like a straightforward movie, just to see if the people will bite, and then the people bit, and then he was he can get away with things, and so he just added a bunch of foot stuff into everything else. But then by the time Inglorious Bastards came out, people started to catch on, so he removed like some feet in like Django Unchained and Hateful Eight. And then he decided, okay, uh, people's probably forgotten about now. It's okay. And then he added some more in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But here's the thing. The internet doesn't forget. We remember everything. Don't think you could just get away with this, Quentin. Yeah. Um, I'm... That... Like, I mean, um... Like, I'm really looking forward to that um, HBO Winning Time series. Like, um, Is I can... Jonathan Sonathan in it? Yep, it's... Yeah, he's playing Jerry Buss, the owner of the Lakers. And, uh... Hmm. 
That's actually interesting. Yeah, and the, there was a little trailer for it. There was a little commercial for it during the Super Bowl, apparently. And, like, hmm. the trailer makes it look really cool. I mean... Like, uh, it, it... Um, I... Speaking of trailers, there was a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness brought to us by the the, the amazing Sam Raimi. And one of like the comments was, "Finally, a, a Marvel movie where I can act, where you can actually recognize the director or something." Yeah. It, not to not to like shit on any of the other Marvel movies because I like a few of them. Sam Raimi has just he's got that very uh, obvious style. Yeah. Just like Tarantino has that style when he. Sh- Shoots uh, all of his movies on on his uh, girlfriend's foot. He uses it as a tripod. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, I was gonna say, and like... just so it's and just so it's just so it's clear, we're not bullying people who like foot fetishes, who have like foot fetishes. It's just, it's just funny to make fun of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're into that stuff, that's great, amazing, good for you. Um. But <laughs> it's just easy to make fun of. Sorry. So I'm actually, sorry. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Multiverse of Madness because, like, I'm t- like, it's probably gonna be like something along the lines of it's probably gonna just go a little. It might go a little bit further than No Way Home, but um, if I it just has. Realized we're watch- I just why? Did- how could I forget? We were watching a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Imagine if Tim Burton made a Marvel movie. I'm just thinking about when he made Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Mad Hatter breakdancing. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I, I didn't get to see that when it came out, and I don't know if I have any intentions to, because like, it kicked I, off the whole I, string I, of live-action remakes from Disney. I didn't see it, but it was on Netflix. And I didn't... I Since I liked it, 1951 is actually one of my favorite animated movies. I decided to see it. And uh, it was weird, and it was very convoluted, and I didn't like it. And also, we have the very famous uh, Mad Hatter breakdancing <laughs> I like this scene where like Jessica Lange they're, curls up next to Albert Finney in the bathtub. They're they're ripping off Batman versus Superman. <laughs> but they're not ripping off Batman versus Superman unless two characters are fighting and they stop fighting because their moms are both named Martha. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that scene happens in one of my movies just so I can make that joke. <laughs> so, we haven't really been paying attention to this movie, but uh, the son here has been skeptical of his father's uh, Tall very. Tales. Yes, uh, his very eccentric lifestyle. And I'm guessing he finds out that some of it, if not all of it, might be true. Yeah. Like, it actually... Yeah, it, hey, it's real! That, 
It's the cabin in the woods. Yeah. Anyway, um, actually, the the set they built for the that little town called Spectra, I most of it's still up. It's like in Alabama somewhere. Quick, guys, let's get a road trip to Alabama. Um, Jackson uh, is that, Lake is that, Island. Yeah, that would be a that would be a really cool place to um to like have like a meet have like a watch this meetup if we yeah either that or either somewhere in like uh the the prairie because i've always been like a, like the great plains guy just yeah. like like but this yeah. place in particular would be like really poetic because um but i don't like poetry i think it's long and boring <sighs> i'm kidding <laughs> I mean, the legal it... reasons that was a joke yeah I sip my hot chocolate with one pinky out like everyone else. Huh. So, um... Anyway, go continue. Anyway, um, so a few... Like, according to this article, um, several houses are not furnished and lack proper flooring, but they have proper insights that are used for filming. The, the house with the fireplace where... Norther Winslow, uh, Steve Fushemi's character, ate pie. And, um... Like, a few years after filming concluded, some buildings began to collapse. When the owners attempted to clear the debris, sparks caused a fire that went across the road and caught other buildings on fire. Uh, the town's commercial district was destroyed in the fire. Eventually, Jenny's house, like, the house... This where this place was filmed, uh, it was torn down due to flooding hazards. But like every, most of the other stuff is still up. Good job, Tim Burton. <laughs> now I want to know what that pe that sheet music is behind her. That is that is the big mystery of this movie, for me, because I love I love music. Yeah, I, I I love music, but I can I kind of find music theory a little bit hard to swallow. Partly because it like get, how it was I hammered into my head. Like I, I don't. I get really... that. I get that. Even sometimes I have to have like finding what chords are, but I have perfect pitch. Yeah, I have perfect pitch too. I can identify almost any um. I can identify almost any pitch just by listening to it. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just gonna test you right now. Uh, uh... Oh, C. C, C. <laughs> um. Oh, and he's underwater. He's he's really gone. You're in town now. <laughs> is this is this where the big fish comes in? Um, that's a wow. That's a real big fish. Yeah, this almost looks like a girl with uh, with naked a naked girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think this is the same naked girl from earlier. Um, like, this looks like the shape. This looks like is this Tim Burton's Shape of Water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if Guillermo del Toro made this movie instead of Tim Burton? Well, then the nudity would be right up in center. We we all know this. 
Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of like there was a I have mentioned this before. There was a letterbox list where um it was uh the only movies are Paddington and Shape of Water and it was movies where Sally Hawkins befriends a non-human creature with human-like traits, takes it to her house, and then water fills up the entire bathroom from the top and spills everywhere when the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> It's a regular occurrence in movies. Yeah. Like, uh, mo- like um, we remember this from the Mitchells vs. Machines episode. Um, movie starting with the thaw, edited by a guy named Yorgos, where Olivia Coleman plays a character named Anne and got nominated for an Oscar for it against Glenn Close. <laughs> My favorite franchise. <laughs> well, uh, Anne looks like uh, he finally found Quentin Town. Oh wait, this is This is abandoned land. <laughs> this is a Dan My... Bell video. This is a weird Disney World attraction. Yeah. That like I, I was actually thinking about um like uh, about a, a long time ago I watched this movie called Black Conflux and it's set in the 80s and there's a scene where they're in a mall and they go into a movie theater and here in like it was filmed here in town and uh, like here in town we only have one place that resembles a mall with a movie theater and um and it's a dead mall now the theater closed not too long ago and but mm. like it was still open at the time the movie filmed and so, um like it, wait, it just... like it, it took me right out of the picture um it it just looked very disconcerting cuz it looked like a dead mall I'm I'm actually the only one who's still paying attention to the movie right now, so I just want to say I'm guessing this part of the movie is where uh, Ewan McGregor's character comes back to uh, all the places he traveled to to make everyone's lives better. Yeah. Then we should introduce this film to James. Yeah, he, um, uh. he might not like it that much, but... Um... Wait, why? I don't know. I don't. I, really I don't know much of. I mean, I don't know much about the man's taste, but he did give Jungle Book a two and a half on Letterboxd recently. So, ah, like that reminds me. Um, when we talk about Shape, I still need to work on my entry for Shape's Arthur collab. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, hmm. I need to start getting to work on that. I have a couple ideas. But... I, I I have no ideas for it, and I. I'm like swamped with like other things and uh, maybe I should really watch the episode again and just throw together a bunch of stuff and hope I mean it's put the, it's the it. it's the famous it's the famous episode where Matt Damon tells Arthur Reed nev- that he can't eat lunch in this town again yeah <laughs> I that is one of the funniest scenes of the entire show honestly he it's can't like, eat lunch either. Not to touch it. <laughs> oh yeah, that is that... also that is one of the more ironically funny scenes in the in the in the show. <laughs> yeah, and they like and like and apparently that episode was banned because like it, it actually made kids punch their siblings or something. <laughs> really? Um. That sounds sounds plausible. 
Mm. <laughs> uh, why is everything so slanted? I mean, uh, I get time has passed, but uh, I don't get it. It almost looks like the it was it was built this way. Yeah. Yep. She's the girl from the town. The little girl who stole uh, um his shoes. And big fish, Ewan McGregor is confronted by the girl, the girl he befriended back in in that town. I know this because I was looking at her feet the entire movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Tarantino, who? <laughs> yeah. Um. Making fun of Tarantino is so much easier than making fun of Dan Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. That's maybe because Dan Schneider is a piece of shit. Oh my god. Dan Schneider is a piece of shit human being. And Quentin yeah. Tarantino is just a weirdo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In the movie Big Fish starring Ewan McGregor, the movie took a left turn after I asked my friend to pause the movie so I can go to the bathroom, and it's a picture of Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing. Star Wars, episode one, Big Fish. Hmm. Yeah. Keen eyes might notice Adam Driver in Tim Burton's 2003 fantasy film Big Fish. This was one of Driver's earliest roles, many years before he could reach the current level of superstardom. And it was the and it was like the picture of the um the giant when he was like when he looked like Hagrid. <laughs> Look at that! He still moved. The, he still like corrected the house. <laughs> <laughs> In Big Fish, the role for Danny DeVito was played by actor Ron Jeremy. This was due to Mr. DeVito's conflicting schedule with pre-production of Swedish Erotica 16. Uh, I that was just kind of really weird because like it is. And, uh, Are you looking at shitty movie details up for Big Fish? Yep. Oh wow, it's the house from the earlier in the movie. Yep. Is it mirror? Does the giant kind of look like Tom Green? Hmm. I... <laughs> Glad to see that Obi Wan is maintaining a good relationship with this girl who's like twenty five years younger than him. Yeah. Uh, I found this one. It doesn't really have much to um do with Big Fish, but um when Kai Guan Jin says in the first prequel Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace, there's always a bigger fish. This is because there is fucking huge fish eating another fucking huge fish just behind him. <laughs> I wa I wonder if Qui Gon Jin, what would he say if he saw this movie? Where is the sequel, Bigger Fish? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, they're finally tr trying to kiss. You know, I know it's not her, but the, the girl, the barefoot girl, reminds me of Allie from Austin and Allie. Just changed the hair a bit to, like, a long brunette. I can I can totally see it in her face. Yeah, me too, yeah. But I think she's, like, played by Marion Cotillard. <laughs> oh, uh. Marion Cotillard? Yeah, she's cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. She um, was uh she was in the Dark Knight Rises, so Yeah. And guess who else was in the Dark Knight Rises? Uh Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was in Star Wars. Guess who else was in Star Wars? Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor was also in Big Fish. The circle always the circle was not complete. Mm. She was yeah, talking, speaking of Marion Cotillard. Have you guys seen Annette? Oh, I, I have it on the wheel. Um, it would be something. Sparks. In- yeah, I, yeah, I can totally see you liking it because um, Sparks did the music. Yep, I saw the Sparks Brothers documentary and it was awesome. kind of, kind of. I've heard it's really good. Uh, the Sparks Brothers are Annette. Um. Uh. Wait, wait, what movie? Sparks Brothers or Annette? Wait, wait, Annette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, well, do definitely check out the Sparks Brothers because it, it's it's great. It's a very interesting to see the band's history. Like, a very, like, underrated rock band, in my opinion. I definitely implore you to check out some of their music because we are getting to, uh, I believe, uh, two Sparks albums on, on, on Rock of Ages. Uh of course, Kimono My House, which is like their big uh, pop hit. And then there's this one called uh, uh, The Number One Song in Heaven, which was released in 1979. And it might actually be the first uh, uh, hyper-pop album. Hmm. If you're into that stuff. Yeah, I know hyper-pop. I, I've i heard a little bit of Rina Sawayama and Kim Petra's. And uh, I remember Steve Gunner did a rip of 100 Gex. Hmm. Um, what are the other 99 Gex? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm not good at this game. <laughs> um, like, you want to know who, like, one of the um, precursors to Hyperpop is? John Lennon? No, Rebecca Black. Because, like... It's Friday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still think uh, the Sparks, they created it. The first, like, Electro... No, the Sparks did the first Electropop album. Uh, you, like, you want to know what, um... Like, when Donna Summer made I Feel Love, she intended for it to sound futuristic. And, yeah. like, cause, but she ended up and, creating yeah, and, EDM. Yeah. The God. Georgia. Oh, and Giorgio Moroder, the guy who produced the Donna Summer, a lot of Donna Summer stuff, actually. He's the guy who produced uh, Sparks, the number one song in heaven. Wow. So. No wonder it sounds the same. Yeah. Although I'm, I think that I feel love. It's still, it's uh, rooted in it's like disco stuff. I and I, which is why I think like number one song in heaven, is uh, like the first precursor to is like the first like precursor to like EDM electro pop. The first. That's not discrediting Donna Summer at all. Yeah. Like. Uh, I don't think I Feel Love was part of an album. We're not even talking about the movie. Um, hey, there's Rafiki again. Yep. We could talk about him now. 
Robert Guillaume, the who was also best known for like the sitcom Benson. Oh, is that a regular show spinoff? No, it's just a regular old sitcom from like the eighties, I think. Yeah, the eighties. I wasn't alive back then. So I guess uh, Big Fish is finally at death's door. Yeah. That's just my canon. That's just going to be canon. His name is Big Fish. <laughs> and once again, I forgot we were watching a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, because it's... He it doesn't it's have really, that much of his usual... Um... Yeah, it's like... Like I'm watching Batman or Edward Scissorhands or hell, even Alice in Wonderland, and I could tell that's Tim Burton. Although, the, but this, I will admit it. It's nice to see if see a Tim Burton film that doesn't feel like Tim Burton. Although that in feels, and of itself is kind of a problem. Yeah, it feels a little bit more like Wes Anderson than Tim Burton. Yeah, kind of, but even even then, it 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 feels like. A very, like, distorted Wes Anderson. Because uh, Anderson's... pretty You could take pretty much any of Anderson's frames, and it looks like a, a perfect painting. I can't say the same for the rest of, rest of these shots in this movie. Like, I feel like the Tim Burton whimsy, like... The only time it really shot through was like in the beginning, and like when the baby yeeted himself out of the. <laughs> I'm gonna search that clip up on YouTube after this is over, so I can watch it again. Yeah. It's just one of those visceral scenes that you can't live without scenes that like the scenes that like um i'm just looking at, hey there i see a tumblr post about um spider-man letterbox reviews the first spider-man with uh toby mcguire um here's one uncle ben would be alive if pro wrestling had a union and uh <laughs> Willem Dafoe really said, oh, right before being impaled through the dick. And I think this is the only <laughs> appropriate response. Oh. That is beautiful. <laughs> and it, I, I, everything Willem Dafoe says in that movie is golden. Yeah, and here's one that says, yes. so what if his husband made it for him? Spider-Man! I... Lol, could MJ stop screaming? Please, girl, you're only hanging from a bridge. <laughs> Can't believe they didn't censor Tony McGuire's wrist buttholes. And, um... Mark Zuckerberg... Oh, oh, here's one. Mark Zuckerberg, count yourself lucky. Eduardo didn't become a goblin dress. Count yourself lucky Eduardo didn't become a goblin dress supervillain after being ousted from the company he created. And, um... <laughs> upside Down Kiss still remains the most erotic thing to ever happen in a superhero movie. <laughs> And, uh, I'm surprised how... there's nothing about J. Jonah Jameson. Hmm. How did nobody at Peter's school realize that he's Spider-Man after they literally saw him dragging around a tray by a web? Hmm. And uh, one more. Why does Willem Dafoe need to wear that giant green goblin mask when it's identical to his normal facial expression? <laughs> hmm. 
Really? Uh, Spider-Man 1 is uh, Green Goblin's movie. Spider-Man 2 is J. Jonah Jameson's movie. And I guess a little bit of Doc Ock's movie, too. But Spider-Man 3 is when Tobey Maguire finally gets to show what he's made of. In my opinion. This is from someone who has only seen the first Spider-Man movie, so I have no idea how to compare the others. I've only really seen most of the second one, and we never really had the first one, and for some reason, and uh, I, I really should find it. Hmm. And so now um, they're in the midst of you, one last tall tale. Wait. But do you remember... Pizza time. Oh, yeah! Like, sometimes I don't really think about, like, certain lines until they become memes. Like, uh, why weren't you at elf practice from Rudolph? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so now he's telling a tall tale where he... One last really big tall tale where okay, wait, they wait. have to get him to the river and so he can properly die. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm unrelated to the movie, but uh, does anybody remember when, uh, 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 like, just like earlier this week, they announced, like, a Megamind sequel series? Oh, yeah, Megamind that! Megamind was going to become an influencer. Superhero influencer. I can totally imagine them, like, like, unless they had people like the people that did the Mitchells versus the Machines. Like, there's no way they could properly pull that off without reeking of how do you do, fellow kids. I mean, I love the idea of a Mega Mind sequel series because I think Mega Mind has the right to continue its story. But then they added the word influencer in, and all of a sudden I'm like. No. Why do you have to do this to us suit people? Because that's what you are. You're just people in suits. Yeah. I mean... They're the same kind of people who would reject a Marvel movie, even oh my though... Hey. Oh my god, it's it's Tom Green Giant. <laughs> Tom, oh my... Oh, you just made a really delightful pairing of words tom green giant cause... oh yeah yeah i did yeah <laughs> all right he's got the old man in his hands here's your chance throw him away <laughs> yeet him into the river from whence he came wait I, I just noticed the giant is there and uh wait and uh he um wait a minute i i, I just riley uh, did you and... see the and everybody else. Uh, Riley, did you see the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie trailer? Yes. Yeah, I'm that looks... Sure. Looks like... Uh, I, it feels like everything the Lonely Island I'm touches turns to gold. to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but we yeah. should really talk about it more. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe after we do Space Jam A New Legacy. Um, that... Like, we might not do that until, like, well after that movie... After Chip and Dale, the movie is out. Because um, I just anyway, wanna... but anyway, 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 yeah. I just want to talk about the movie. Okay. What? So uh, it appears that uh, his final tall tale is 
his son carrying him to the forest while all the people from his life are cheering him on. And I'm guessing the son is throwing him into the, is going to yeet him into the river. Yeah. That's exactly yeet what him it is. Back Wait, so is, is the is the dad dead? Is Albert Finney dead? Uh, yeah, this is, he, it's he probably died. A, this is probably like his last delusion before he dies. Um, like the real person, Albert Finney did die some time ago. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh my God. Is he gonna turn into a baby? I feel like this is something Tim Burton would do. Babies. He's carrying him like a baby. It don't make sense that he turned into a baby. Uh, that wouldn't really make that much sense, but he... I mean, Tim Burton has been known to do things that don't make much sense. Um, yeah, like, it, it would just kind of radiate the same energy as 2001's ending. That's exactly what I was thinking. And you say, oh, like, it's a bad thing. Um, I mean, I haven't really seen 2001, but... Um, <laughs> he just throws him into the water. Yeah, and there he, he is, the big fish. Yep, he becomes what he was. Oh, he, he, a, big, a very he big was fish. the big fish. Wow, although he is not the biggest fish, that would be the whale shark at about sixty feet. <laughs> nice. We have a title drop. Three yeah. big fish. Roll credits. Roll credits! Back in the 90s, I was in a I river. Really <laughs> uh, I'm really bad at this. It's okay. Big fish. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if all those t stories were true or not. What matters was you lived a full life and you had fun. Yeah... I mean, you know, uh, Big Fish is like a uh, final delusion before he dies. It's kind of like the anti view from halfway down, if you think about it. Yeah, it's like the like cheerier version of the view from halfway down. That's a Bojack reference, Riley. We should really watch that sometime. <laughs> yeah, it, the whole show's on I, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm sure White's a fan of it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely check it out. I've seen like half of uh season 1. Uh that's there's your mistake because after the first 6 episodes of season 1, then it really kicks up a notch. I tried to get my mom to watch BoJack, but um it and but like she stopped she, she couldn't thinks, really watch it she after. Hates, she hates it because it's a cartoon. Yeah, um, that like I, on my last day of high school senior year, I uh, I wrote on like the back of a on, on a post-it note a, a letter to my film teacher telling him to watch BoJack Horseman in the vain attempts that he will someday. No word on if he actually did. Maybe, um, I I should probably shoot him an email someday. Uh, yes, did you ever watch BoJack Horseman? Yeah, <laughs> I've told my... I, I, I won't stop bugging you until you do. I have told, like, multiple people in my immediate circle to listen to, my, listen to this podcast, but, uh, 
Very few, if any of them, ever do. I think, yeah, that's my problem, too. But what matters is, it turns out we're at Big Fish's funeral. And it turns out, with all these people, it turns out that the... The you the his all of his tall stories might actually be true. Most of them, but even though the twins weren't really that conjoined, or yeah. Really? Oh, I I didn't notice. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but Steve Buscemi was real. He was always real. Danny DeVito is real. Danny DeVito turned into Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Barefoot Girl? Did Barefoot Girl make it? Um, I don't, I'm just looking around, I don't really see her, but, uh, I love how the top, I love how the giant guy looked exactly the same as he did in, like, the 50s, and it's, this is, he's like, a, he's a time lord. He's immortal. That's my theory. Hmm. Hmm. It's weird seeing Steve Buscemi this old, and he's not even that, and and he's like, what, 60 now? 65? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna look him up. Steve Buscemi. He was born in 1957. Which means, do the math, he's like 65? 64? 64. He'll be 65 this year, though. So, uh, one summer late there. Hmm. Imagine. I... Oh my. There's going to be a big fish in the pool. Yep. There oh he god. is. How did that big. Oh my god. Uh, it's... Laura, how did that big fish get in the pool? Kill it. Uh, why you. Wait. Why did you. Um. Uh, uh. Why did you. Like, who. How did I what? Oh, oh, just never mind. Hmm. Like, who's Laura again? Planet Earth. That was just someone I made up. Ah! Planet Earth. Narrated by David Attenborough. Anyway. Anyway, the movie is over, and it is very late in my area. Well, yeah, so might as well, uh, tell us what is our, uh, next, uh, movie. Um, our next movie, um... Wait, I wait, gonna... I just want to point out... Wait, no, I want to point out that... Uh, I'm just noticing this, but uh, Miley Cyrus is credited in this movie as Destiny Cyrus. That was how... That was, like, her birth name, and then she later changed it to Miley. It, hmm. it, it, it was, like... For... For Hannah Montana purposes. Because uh, Miley, uh, it, it associates more with this generation of people's... Yeah, um, anyway, um, I was gonna spin the wheel for this week, but, um, as you may be aware, Rock of Ages is doing- Wait, wait, I have an idea. Wait a minute, I should let Riley announce the next movie since she was in a production of it. Alright, I see what you did there. We didn't get the chance to do it on Rock of Ages, but is the next movie gonna be in Chicago? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's real Papa John hours. All right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you.